Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the ministry of music. We thank you for all of the involvement in this worship experience. But most of all, we thank you for Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And God, we pray that you would move by your spirit, speak clearly to our hearts, comfort those that are struggling, strengthen those that are weak. And we'll be careful to give your name the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to our co-laborers in the gospel, our ministers, and to all of our officers, members, and friends. We greet you in that name that is above every name. Amen. And I've discovered in my few years here on earth that the hardest thing to do is nothing. Let me say that again. The hardest thing to do is nothing. Be still and know that I am God. This morning, I want to challenge your hearts not around warfare or not around doctrinal entities, but just a quiet diligence. Release, relax, and rejoice. In worldly terms, chill out. In one of the epic pictures of our time, there was a young man under severe pressure for his life, facing death, under failure or freedom, an all-time line of trusting the invisible when in deep trouble. He was to have a total dependence on a hidden voice that came to him in an extreme situation. And the voice said, Luke, let go. The force is with you. The picture was Star Wars as young Luke Skywalker was being chased by Darth Vader, who was more powerful, more experienced, and about to disarm and totally disable young Luke. What a picture. That in all of his training as a Jedi, he had not yet learned 
to release, relax, and rejoice. And as Christians, we don't believe in a force. We believe in a person called the paraclete, our personal protector who Jesus Christ left to help comfort and guide the church. The hardest thing for us to do, if you were to ask me what is the most difficult thing for you to do, I would say to let go. There are things that keep enslaving us. There are things that keep us worried. There are things that keep hindering us, all because we will not let go. We won't let go of our bitterness and unforgiving spirit. We won't let go of our gossip. We won't let go, Lord have mercy, of our low self-esteem. We won't let go of our grief and the fact that we prayed nothing happened. We, 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 we won't let go of our fears in lieu of faith. We won't let go of our limitations for liberation. There's something, simplistically, that all of us keep holding on to. We're afraid to let go. We're afraid to lose control. We're afraid to surrender. We're afraid to walk away, amen, and say, Lord, it's all in your hands. We, we keep holding on as if we have the power to change circumstances and to change other people and never think about changing ourselves. In this epic story, Obi-Wan Kenobi, a, a trainer of the Jedi who trained young Luke, had willingly died ah, when Darth Vader and him came face to face. He threw a sword to the side and left Darth Vader kill him, knowing that the reason he was surrendering his life so that he could now get in the spiritual realm and be more places than at one time. Somebody see where I'm going with this. There, there, there was a real man, the God man, who let death kill him. Y'all ain't getting this. He didn't have to die. When Jesus was on the cross, can I get a witness? He surrendered his life. He emptied out his rights. He gave up his life. And the Bible says in Philippians 2 that Kenosis passes, let the same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the morphe form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took on the form of a servant, even unto death. That is, he gave up all his prerogatives willingly so that he could enter the spiritual realm and we could get into the spiritual realm so that he could be in more places than once through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. 
pausing purposely because this church at Colossae, I mean Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. I want you to turn there. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. This is a prison epistle, meaning Paul wrote it in prison, along with Philemon, 2 Timothy, so forth, so on. A city 100 miles east of Ephesus in Asia Minor. It's a polemic epistle, meaning he was fighting, polemically, fighting for truth. This church had been doused and damaged by multiple heresies, false systems of belief, demonic doctrines designed to deceive and cause God's people to depart from the faith. There's some key words in and out of this epistle, visible, invisible, supremacy, deity of Christ, philosophies. And this church, which Paul founded in somewhere around Acts 19 when he was uh, dealing with the Ephesians elders, and there existed these isms in the church. The first ism was Gnosticism. And Gnosticism said that God is good, but all matter is evil. Therefore, anything that is of matter, like a body, is evil. So Jesus could not have been God in the flesh. Because God has nothing to do with matter. And there were people starting to believe and challenge the deity of Jesus Christ. And then, and then, of course, there was mysticism. That mysticism went all the way back to Leviticus 18, where uh, uh, ne necromancy and uh, astrology and uh, all kind of demonic activity, trying to call back the dead and uh, a whole lot of things. And people were getting caught up in these different philosophies. And then, of course, uh, legalism, where there was a Jewish element that said in order to be saved, you got to be circumcised. And you got to keep the laws of Moses. And the rule for the believer is to keep the Old Testament law and prophets. That was legalism. And then, of course, asceticism, where people would beat their bodies and exercise, uh, go, go way beyond the norm to keep their bodies pure through rigid agitation. Touch not, taste not, handle not. And Paul comes along and says, wait a minute. And then they had the audacity to talk about the worship of angels. That man ought to worship that which he cannot see. Paul comes along and says, first of all, there's one word that solidifies Jesus Christ, and that's called complete. We are complete in him. Everything we need is in Jesus. I don't have to keep no Yom Kippur. I don't have to kill. I don't have to go to Jerusalem three times a year. I don't have to wear no daishikis. I don't, I don't have to sprinkle blood around the altar. I don't have to observe Old Testament days. All that was fulfilled at the cross. All of my righteousness is in Christ. I am complete, completed in him. Listen. 
and he is my total sufficiency. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so one of the things that uh, uh, the, uh, Paul does is that we, we start to home in on this word let, L-E-T, let, and we see it all through the Bible. In Genesis, God said, let there be light. There is, God brought light to divide the darkness from the light and called the light day, yam, 24-hour protracted period of time, and darkness, night. God also told Moses, go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. Release them. Release, release. Permit them to leave, that they may worship me in the wilderness. Ephesians 4, 20, it says, and let each of you, let each of you speak the truth to his or her neighbor. 426, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Ephesians 4.20, let all bitterness, wrath, and evil speaking and anger be put away from you. And, 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 and it's interesting, this word let in the Greek means to permit a derivative, to set free, to release, to loose. And God told Moses, God told David, God told Elijah that when you begin to look at this word, let go. Let it go. Release it. Reverse it. Relax it. Rejoice in it. Let, let, let implies that you and I have the wherewithal to let. We have the releasing power through the power of the Holy Spirit. God didn't tell you to manufacture that. He just said let. Let it let it be, let it go, and, 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 and it's, here, it's here that as we carve into this great book to the Colossians church, dealing with the deity of Jesus Christ, dealing, amen, with all the dynamics of God, Paul says, back up in verse 3, forgiving one another, if any have a quarrel with any, uh, amen, as Christ forgave you, so also do ye, and above all these things put on, Charity, love, which is the bond of perfection, and here it is, verse 15, it, it is, listen, it, it is, amen, a doable imperative in the Greek, and let the peace of God. First thing we see here is we see a release of God's peace. Now, God's peace is a byproduct of his presence. Wherever the presence of the Lord is, there's peace. Can I get a witness? Uh, 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 this, this peace, this peace, let the peace of God, God's peace, listen, is the stillness that God can give us in the midst of suffering and storms. You, you remember when him and disciples was going across the Galilean Sea, and the Bible says Jesus was... Amen. In the front of the ship, sleep, 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 and 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 a storm came up. Remember that storm, and the the boat started reeling and rocking, and the disciples got scared. Don't 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 you know? See see, fear will make you forget his presence. I'm preaching already, God. I will fear no evil. 
See, see, once fears come in, we start forgetting that Jesus is on board. Can I get a witness? Thou has not given us the spirit of timidity, fear, but of power and of love and of a sound, disciplined mind. Why do we get afraid? Because we see and experience things that we cannot handle. Can't handle it, Lord. Can't handle rejection. Can't handle another uh, divorce. Can't handle my kids being wayward. Can't handle what the doctor said. Do I have a witness? And, and the storm rose up and the, and the disciples, they ran to Jesus, start shaking Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that we are about to perish? Now let's stop and pause and part because what Jesus did was illogical. With all due respect, if a storm is raging and the waves are willowing and the wind is blowing, he gets up, instead of stopping the storm, he lets the storm go on and he rebukes the disciples. He says, oh ye of little faith. You ain't getting this. The, the, listen, where God teaches us the most profound lessons is in the midst of a storm. You can't learn this laying out in the park. You can't learn this at your time share. You, you got to go through something. Lord, have mercy. And the Lord's got to bring you out before you can pass this midterm. Do I have a witness? That means God's got to let some stuff come in that you and I don't like. Can I get a witness? He said, oh, ye of little faith. And here's the test. Here's the test. Here's the test of peace and presence. Jesus said, did not I tell you that we was going to the other side? Can I get a witness? See, it's the word of God you got to hold on to. Hey, it doesn't matter what you see, what you feel, what you think. It's what he said. He said, I'll never leave you, nor will I. I feel like preaching now. I, I won't forsake you. I won't turn my back on you. I, I told you when your children get in trouble, I got them. I, I told you when your wife gets topsy-turvy, I'm going to make it right. I told you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now, wait a minute. I got to go back to this story. Jesus knew the storm was coming. He didn't get caught by surprise. But here's what he said. Did not I tell you? We was going to the other side. See, here's what you got to learn. Whatever he said has got to be tested by what he didn't say. What, whatever he allows, there's a secret part to what he allowed so that you can understand who he is. Can I get a witness? All he told them was, we're going to the other side. He never told them a storm was coming. God does not broadcast storms. God wants you to praise him in season and out of season, 
And when storms come, he wants you to look at a storm as if he's on board. Somebody said he's able. Can I get a witness? He, he stood up and said, storm? Ah. Storm said, yes, Lord. <laughs> he said, let me tell you what I want, peace. And the storm came to a halt. But he said, let me give the order, be still. Can I get a witness? Notice the word of God. Let me tell you what I want. I want peace. I want peace in this marriage. I want peace in this church. I want peace in this mind. I want peace in this heart. I want peace. Now be still. Can I get a witness? You ain't getting this. But what you don't know, because you didn't read the whole story, was that when Jesus said, peace be still, not only did the storm cease, but the ship was at dock. Meaning when God speaks to your problems, he gonna take you where you trying to go. Can I get a witness? Child, child of God, 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 don't, don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer. Philippians 4, now, now, now the word prayer there doesn't mean get on your knees, now lay me down to sleep. That word prayer means praise. Uh, look, look at the formula for victory. Don't worry about nothing, but start praising my name. In everything, by praise. And then supplication, let, release your requests, let them be made known unto God with thanksgiving, and here it is, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, here it is, will keep the two areas that keep bugging you, your heart, emotions, and your mind, your thinking. I'm preaching up in this place now. Mm. Mm. He can turn my troubles into triumphs. Huh? He can bring peace into my life. And the reason we really don't really understand peace because we haven't traced peace throughout the Bible. In Isaiah 26, 3, thou will keep him. And Isaiah is talking about the millennium period. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is glued on him. I don't have time to deal with all this. That means when your mind is glued on Jesus, it doesn't matter what the devil's sending you. You really don't see it. Can I get a witness? Whatever the devil keeps saying to you, you really don't hear it. My mind is glued on him. Can I get a witness? You, you, you can't get up in the morning, throw your clothes on, throw water on your face, and run out the door. That's not the kind of presence I'm talking about. You got to spend some time in his presence. You, you just can't run to church and get here, flop down and flop back out. That ain't, that ain't spending time in his presence. Spending time in his presence is in Psalm 91, abiding in the presence of God, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I dare you to get up in his presence. 
I dare you to cut the television off, cut your phone off. I dare, I dare, I dare, I double dare you to get along with Jesus. I double dare you to open that word. I double dare you to, to get on the floor and start praising who he is. I dare you to take time and bring him into your mess and praise his holy name. And once you're under his presence of peace, that passes all understanding. Can I get a witness? Psalm, Psalm 91 said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He's my hiding place. He's my fortress. He's my protection. He's my God. In him will I trust. You shall not, look, look, look. See, once I get in his presence, uh, uh, Lightfoot, once I get in his presence, uh, one, once I get in his presence, can, can I get a witness? He, he, he says, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day. Can I get a witness? I just got to get in his presence. Nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it'll never come near you. Can I get a witness? You ain't getting there, son. God is so deep. God will let you see a thousand fall this way. 10,000 fall this way, but you never fall. Can I get a witness? You know why? Because you're in his presence. And he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high, I, excuse me, I, I, I don't have time. And, and the reason you don't understand Psalm 91, because you have not grammatically interpreted his names. He that dwells in the presence of the most high God, hold it. That's El Elyon, maker of heaven and earth. So when I go into his presence, there's none greater. Can I get a witness? He's the highest of highs. He's the most powerful one. Hey, 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 hey. El Elyon, the most high God. Can I get a witness? And also, he is El Shaddai, the almighty, the big-breasted one the one that nobody can fool with, the one that nobody can fight, the one that nobody can change. He's unchangeable. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. So all I got to do is get in his presence and I'll have peace. Let the peace of God. Release it, boy. Release it. Raymond Gordon, release it. Let it go. Let 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 it go. But but Lord, let it go. But but Lord, let let it go. Lord, you don't want to say let it go. Can I get a witness? You got to release some things in your life. You got come on now, because God doesn't agree with you on everything. I'm preaching up in this place. I know you got a corner on God. You think you know God. You think you know everything about God, but God doesn't agree with you on everything. So when he's telling you to let something go, let it go. 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 And practice. Practice his presence. Hallelujah. We see. <laughs> That release, uh-huh, 
Uh, what's so hard is that he's not telling you to release it in your own strength. He's telling you to release it in his strength. It's an imperative. Let your fantasizing go. Let your hopes and dreams go. Let your plans go. Let your poison go. Let everything that he tells you to let go, let it go. I know you're right. You're just as blind as a bat with sunglasses on. Stevie Wonder can see this. Let it go. See, you know what? Listen, listen, I just said this morning. Here's self, here's self hypnotism. You have made it up in your mind so long that you're right, that you can't be wrong. You have persuaded, you have lied, you have, you, you have gone in the corner and said, you know what, I, I don't care what that pastor said. He don't know what I'm going through. Well, I know what I'm going through. And there's things that God said, let it go. Let, let, let it go. Why? Because it's interrupting your peace. It's, it's, it's evaporating my presence. Let, let it, let it, let it go. You don't have this thing. You can't control this thing. You, you can't get the victory by yourself. Let it go. Let it go. Mm. <laughs> My God. Aren't there some things we have difficulty letting go? I shared this with you before. I, I, uh, when I go preach that, I'm going to see a lot of guys I grew up with. But listen, in 1966, me and three other boys were walking down the street of South Philly, and this gang turned the corner, and they started beating on us. And one boy pulled out a butcher knife this long. It was going to stab me in my back. I was against the wall like this. He's going to stab me, and the other boy said, don't stab me. And uh, Grace... Grace, Grace, Grace. This is a true story, Grace. So I, uh, years passed, and, you know, half these guys fell on drugs and all this. I went in the military. I'm robust, you know, built, walking, you know. So I came home on leave, and I seen this boy come down the street. He had been on drugs. He was like this, you know. And I pulled my car up and said, er, and something said, get him. <laughs> I was going to get out of my car and beat the daylights up. Now, this... And this now, 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 wait a minute now. Wait a minute. And uh, I'm in my car. So I'm saying, hey, leave that boy alone. Look at that boy. That boy's pitiful. Look at it. But can't we conjure up? Can't we remember stuff? You do it in your marriage. You ain't got to look at me that way. Can't we conjure stuff up that we refuse to let go? Yeah, I ain't going to never forget that. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, you said the wrong thing to me. Yeah, you, you, you did the wrong thing to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. God says, let it go. Let it go. Whenever God tells you to let something go, it's for your benefit. It ain't for his benefit. Let it go because it's going to destroy you. Let it go. 
let it go. Have you ever thought why we can't let things go? Pride. Release it. Hmm. Secondly, we see a reversal and a relaxation because of God's, not presence, but power. Look at the word he says, let the peace of God release, rule. <laughs> That's power. Okay. Sovereign power of God. And the power against the backdrop of my wounds and amen, uh, my mess. God, it's only God that's going to bring me to my deliverance. <sighs> if we died right now and went to glory, could we say confident, I mean, with, with, with confidence, there's nothing between my soul and my Savior? Could you see Jesus right now and says, I have nothing against anybody? Could you see Jesus right now and says, I have forgiven everybody who has ever done anything against me? Could you say in front of Jesus, it is well with my soul? Can I get a witness? And the answer is no. The, the, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, is that God rules in your heart. Let him be the umpire in the Greek. Let him call the balls and the strikes. Let him call the outs and being safe. Do I have a witness? That, see, see, child of God, when you understand all this in the Greek, he, and, and let the peace of God, the peace of God, which is the presence of God, Psalm 91, rule, okay, let him be the ruler. Meaning you got to give up your rulership. You got to give up your right to rule your life. Let him be the umpire. Lord, have mercy. It's getting tight. Uh, for Abraham... Uh-huh, he reversed and relaxed by faith. Now, now, now see, don't, don't take for granted. Hebrews chapter 11 is ah, the supernatural superior principle. You have a person, superior person, preeminence of Jesus. You have a priesthood, which he is the highest priesthood. Then you got a principle. Principle is faith. And Hebrews 11 says, now faith, pistis, is, listen, the substance, meaning it has substance of things hoped for with no evidence. It's a conviction without conveying something you feel or see. It is a belief without seeing anything, feeling anything, knowing anything. And by faith, Abraham, the father of faith, was going, this blows my mind, not knowing where he was going. Now, you want to talk about illogical. God said, get up out of the earth of Chaldees, that party in town you grew up in, and go. Where am I going? Just go. He was going, not knowing where he was going. God essentially said to Abraham, wherever you walk is my will. Well, go. I'm, I, I'm your guidance. I'm your GPS. I'm going to make sure you make it where I want you to go. Go to the land of Canaan. I, the, the, fact, the fact of the matter is, for Abraham it was faith. 
Uh, for Moses, it was fearlessness. Think about Moses. He killed an Egyptian. He murdered an Egyptian soldier. He ran. He had a wanted sign on him. He ran out of Goshen. He ran smack dab toward Sinai. God even controls where we run to. When he got there, he met a woman called Zipporah and fell in love and married her. And while he was raising sheep for 40 years, this is deep. One night he looked up and saw something peculiar. He saw a bush burning but not being consumed. Can't God show you something? Why you want to run? Don't act like y'all want to run. Why you want to run? And he said, I will go see what this is and went up to the mountain. And when he got there, he saw this fire. But the bush was not consumed. God will always show you a picture of what's getting ready to happen. Because what he was saying to Moses was, my people are on fire, but they will never be consumed. Because my presence is right there with him. Can I get a witness? Now, Moses, here's what I want you to do. He said, I've heard their cries, I've seen their afflictions, and I've come down to deliver them. Moses said, okay, that's good stuff, good stuff. He said, he said now I'm going to send you back to Egypt. Now, 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 please, give me some imagination here. The man is wanted for murder. He's going to go right back into the palace, throw down his rod and say, let, let, release him, let my people Go! Now, you probably didn't read this in the Bible, but maybe Caesar B. the Mills, Ten Commandments, you saw this. There was magicians in Egypt. So Moses threw his rod down. The Egyptians said, ain't nothing. They threw their rod down. Two serpents started moving towards Moses. Moses threw his down. One serpent ate up the two serpents. God wants Satan to know, my one to eat up your two. Because you have some power, but I have all power. Can I get a witness? And you know what? When Satan is doing stuff in your life, yeah, he's got some power, but Jesus has all power. Can I get a witness? Child, 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 child of God. He gave Paul faithfulness. Uh, that's why Isaiah 54 says no weapon. You're talking about power. That's formed against you shall prosper. I don't have time to teach this, but I had quoted a lot. God didn't say no weapon shot at you will prosper. God said in the forming stages. When you're putting it together, he takes it apart. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. When, when, when the enemy comes in, and he will come in, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will set up a standard against him. Won't he do so, saints? I, I, I wish I had a witness. He says, the songwriter said, I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. You can shout the next week off of that. I don't care what's going on in your life. We've never seen the righteous in Christ forsaken, nor his seed, that's your children, begging bread. 
Can I get a witness? Wait, y'all ain't, ain't get that part. Y'all ain't get that part. If I'm going to believe in Jesus Christ, God's got me and my kids. Can I get a witness? And they could be full of hell. God's got it. Y'all ain't getting this. Because my hand is in the plow. Because I tithe my money. Because I serve in the church. Because I try to live a yielding life. God has already put a hedge around my children. Y'all ain't getting this. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. They live like a dog. They're no good. They're on drugs. They're on alcohol. Uh, and so are you. Can I get a witness? But somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind and took the time to pray for me. Songwriter said, I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed. Somebody was praying with me when I was fornicating. Somebody was praying for me when I was getting high. Somebody was praying for me when I was in parties. Somebody praying for me when I was being shot at. Somebody said somebody pray for me. You ain't getting this. You're not getting this. It took time for the prayers to catch <laughs> the ones in trouble. God timed this thing out. You prayed in 1965. God held the prayers. You prayed in 1975. God held the prayers. You prayed in 1985. God held the prayers. And he led the prayers meet up with us when we needed them the most. Can I get a witness? Say yeah. What a mighty God we serve. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He rules. Doesn't he rule? I don't care what's going on politically, and we are in the midst of a mess. You know what gave me peace this morning? I was upset yesterday. I was upset the day before yesterday. I told Sister Gordon, I don't want to watch no more. I'm tired of all this mess. It's nothing but wickedness in high places. And my spirit start getting agitated. This ain't nothing but wicked man. Can I get a witness? But the Lord said, my son, my son, what are you so worried about? Don't you know I rule in heaven and in earth? Don't you know I'm able? I'm able. I'm able. I'm able. I can make the sick stand up. I can make the dead come back to life. Say yeah. I can get the way with child, bring them home. Say yeah. I need to ask some questions. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Can I get a witness? 
In fact, the Lord works best. The deeper we get in trouble, man's extremity is God's opportunity. Sometimes God will let you get so deep that you have no other hope. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. Can I get a witness? God will let you get deep, dark. God will let you go down. Won't he do it? And then when he pulls you out, you got to give him the glory. It's not by might, nor by power, but it's by his spirit. Can I get a witness? I'm coming in. We not only see a release, a reverse and a relaxation, but we see a rejoicing in his promises. He says, in your hearts, in your hearts, God's going to do something in your hearts. In your hearts, he's going to change something. In your hearts, he's going to challenge something. In your hearts, he's going to channel something. Can I get a witness? We rejoice in our hearts because of his presence, his power, and his promises. And if I don't have anything else to go to my grave with, I have the promises of God, which are yea and amen. Can I get a witness? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect and answers nobody? Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, the Bible <laughs> is full of promises. I have plans for you. Plans of good, not of evil, to bring you to a desired end. Doesn't he have promises? Doesn't he have plans? Doesn't he have power? Won't he do it? Won't he turn your life around? Won't he plant your feet on solid ground? Won't he turn your wounds to witness? Can I get a witness? It's not just the same one that used to get high with us. It's not just the same one who used to hang with us. But now there's something different about him. He doesn't walk the same way. He doesn't talk the same way. Can I get a witness? And child of God, it says, letting the word of Christ uh, dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing. Letting out a new worship and psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Can I get a witness? Rejoice in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God. Let the peace of God, his presence, the rule of God, his power, in your hearts, the promises. And let me go back to Star Wars. Luke, let go. The force is with you. Child of God, let go. What you can't do, what you can't control, what you, what you can't get peace on, just let it go. Let go and let God. Can I get a witness? And watch what God does when you let go. And the promises will kick in and we know that all things 
are working together for the good for them that love the Lord and them that are called according to his purpose. For he will do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think to the only wise God our Savior. Uh, do I have a witness? Let, your, let not your hearts be agitated. Uh, let not your hearts be troubled. Uh, you believe in God, believe also in me. Uh, in my Father's house uh, are many mansions. If it wasn't so, I told you. But I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I'll come back to get you. And where I am, you will be also. Can we pull up on the promises? Can I get a witness? Jesus gave us some promises uh, to hold on to. Uh, can I get a witness? Uh, uh, can I get a witness? Uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, um, there's promises all through the word of God. Uh, can I get a witness? The devil can't do anything to you. Jesus told the demons, loose him. Um, can I get a witness? Release him. Let him go. Um, can I get a witness? All we need to do is release, relax, and rejoice. When you can't do nothing else, don't do anything. Just sit back uh, and be still and know that he's God. Um, when all hell's breaking out, just start praising his name. I dare you to pull him up. I dare you to praise his name. I dare you to thank him for the things that are hurting you. I dare you. I triple dare you, Luke, uh, let go, uh, the force uh, is with you, child of God, let go, uh, the Holy Ghost uh, is with you, he won't drop you, he won't disappoint you, he won't disclose you, he's going to bring you up, uh, see it, yeah. he's going to deliver you, he'll put food on your table, clothes on your back, money pocket. He'll heal your body. Say yeah. Let go. Let God. Yeah. He's worthy. Stop worrying. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. To be praised. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you've been trying to do, 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 and nothing has gotten done. Now let go and let God. As every head is bowed, if you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Born again, blood wash, name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You want to be saved. Jesus, Son of the living God, died for your sins, was buried and rose again with all power in his hand. He wants to save you this morning. Just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Be honest with God. Just raise your hand. Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join our church in your Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? 